This is a Pain Coaches Podcast. I'm Sarah Reed. And I'm Karen Lindy. You are listening to Episode 6, Pain Ahead of Time. All right, y'all. So we've been getting a couple questions about who we coach, and we just wanted to give y'all some clarifications. We coach people who are in chronic physical pain or who have chronic illnesses, and we help them end their emotional pain. And we don't just coach them on their physical pain. We can coach them on any aspect of their lives that they want coaching on. So if you jump on a call with us, feel free to bring whatever you have on your mind. We can coach you through it. Yeah, it's mostly just that when you have chronic physical pain, it tends to, if you're if you're not intentional with your thinking, it tends to kind of permeate the rest of your life. And what we teach and what we coach on is that you're, Physical pain is just a circumstance and you can think anything you want about it. You can make it mean whatever you want and you don't have to make it mean something negative. And that's what we coach people through. So today we're talking about pain ahead of time. When we talk about rehearsing your pain ahead of time, we are referring to the emotional pain that you are basically layering or adding to your physical pain. When you're not in physical pain, but you're thinking about it or you're afraid of it or worrying about it, then you end up layering emotional pain on top of your physical pain well before the actual circumstance of pain occurs. An easy way to think about this not related to chronic pain is, have you ever had the experience where you're dreading a day at work and you think this day is going to be awful because of this or that, and you're sick about it the night before, you don't want to go in the morning, but then you go, and it's not as bad as you thought, and then you get home, you're like, oh, that day wasn't as bad as I thought. Well, the trick there is that you could have, (laughs) you could have been thinking that the whole time. You could be thinking, this day isn't going to be bad, but instead, you spent this whole time creating all this emotional pain for yourself, feeling the pain ahead of time when there was no pain to even be had. And really the only other way that that could go that, you know, dreading the day before is that you get there and you can't ex- enjoy it at all. You make it into something worse. So it's like, you, it's lose-lose. You either, yeah. <laughs> whenever you're doing it ahead of time, you're either going to just be suffering needlessly, or you're going to create more suffering later. There's no, there's no upside right. to that. Right. And that's what we always say. And that's what we always tell our clients is there's only helpful thoughts or non-helpful thoughts. And there's no upside. There's no, those thoughts are not helping you to think. And so how does that work when it's physical pain? So I had a really interesting experience recently during physical therapy, and I haven't got a lot into my chronic pain story um, in the podcast. So I'll just give you all a brief little rundown, but I had a couple car accidents. One was over a decade ago and one was in the last couple months. The first car accident over a decade ago, I had an injury to my hip and it's just hurt constantly since then, since 11 years ago. And then this most recent car accident aggravated it even more. And I had a really interesting experience in physical therapy recently. So my physical therapist is amazing. And she always tells me that one of the goals in physical therapy, which I love because of its correlation to our coaching, but one of the goals in physical therapy is to show your body safe movements that it can do that 
aren't painful so that your body starts to trust and open up and it starts to trust that it can do, it can move essentially. I love that correlation to coaching because that's what we do in our private sessions as we create a safe space where you can explore your emotions and really drill down to which thoughts are creating your emotional pain and then work on some thoughts that feel more safe to you. That's exactly what we do in PT. So, so many times she'll have me do an exercise that she knows should be safe for my body, but I'm like wincing. She'll say, what's hurting? And for a while, it'd be like my hip. But then I really, I really had a shift where I tried to get mindful in my physical therapy. So I would pause and I would ask myself, okay, what's hurting? And really it wasn't hurting. My brain just thought it was going to hurt. And so it was like, tensing up and tensing that spot around my hip and tensing my whole body really it was trying to protect that spot so bad but there wasn't even any pain to to be had and when I had that realization it was almost like it was just like euphoric it was like oh I can relax that spot in my hip and when I do you know there are still things that are painful but it's most painful when I'm tensing that spot and trying to protect that spot so hard when really that's just unnecessary. And it was to the point where I had been tensing that spot in my hip for so long, for over a decade, to the point where one of my legs is now shorter than the other leg because I've just like twisted my hip in such a weird way. And I think that's just a testament to what the mind can do to your body. What is your what does your therapist say about that, about how your mind and your body connect yeah. that way. Yeah. Well, that's what she was saying. Because I, I would tell her, I said, oh, um, actually my brain just thinks it's going to hurt. <laughs> and she would say, yeah, that's so true. She said, and this is why we do this. This is why we practice these safe movements so that you can teach your brain, this is okay. This is safe. And then your body will be willing to move with it. Um, so there is a really big physical therapy and mind connection. And if you don't allow your mind to go there in physical therapy, I'm not a physical therapist, but from my personal experience, you don't get near as much out of it because you're missing half of the, half of the good stuff. You know, you're missing half of the, half of the process. Well, how would you say that your thought work, your personal self-coaching has helped with your physical therapy? So one thing is I've gotten really good through self-coaching at asking myself, how am I feeling right now? What am I thinking right now? Which sounds like a silly skill. Like it sounds like you wouldn't have to practice that, but I don't think many people really do that. I think they just act from their feelings without really analyzing their feelings or analyzing the thoughts that are causing those feelings. And then they're just on this train that they can't get off of, or they think they can't get off of. So anyway, I've, I'm, I mean, every morning when I do my thought work, I'm always asking myself, basically, how am I creating the results that I'm creating? And so in physical therapy, I mean, of course, there are movements that would just hurt, you know, for so long, and it's gotten so much better, but there are movements that would just hurt. But sometimes you have to ask yourself, is this pain really coming from this movement? Or am I just anticipating that it's going to hurt? That made me think of something Bev Aaron said the other day, most people they're not aware of the thoughts that they're thinking that are causing their feelings, but it's a lot easier, especially when you're new to thought work, to just notice your feeling. And that is really important to ask yourself how you're feeling. And that can be either physically 
as in a physical sensation or physically in your energetic system because they're both so connected. And sometimes it's even just useful to notice, is this a physical sensation that I'm feeling or is it just an emotional pain, an emotional fear or tension that I've created with my thoughts? And you don't even have to know what the thoughts are to just be able to to step back and say, well, is this really my physical pain or is this my emotional suffering? Yeah, and I think you said that so well because we want to be clear that we're not saying that your physical pain comes from your thoughts. It doesn't. In some cases, it it can, but we're not saying that your chronic physical pain comes from your thoughts. Physical pain is a sensation in your body. We're just cautioning you against layering emotional pain on top of this physical pain that creates this kind of pain cycle. (laughs) Right, and we wouldn't encourage you to try to think away your physical pain. That's not ever useful and it's not probably going to work, but you do want to be able to notice if everything you're feeling is really just your physical pain or if you're making it worse by telling yourself things that aren't useful, believing things that aren't useful. Right, exactly. Another thing we wanted to hit on about this topic is a concept known as pre-traumatic stress. And this is related to post-traumatic stress, except that it happens before the traumatic event happened. And there's a really interesting study, we'll link to it in the show notes, but there's a really interesting study. It was done on soldiers and soldiers who experienced pre-traumatic stress before they went off to war had a much higher incident of post-traumatic stress after the war. Basically, your brain is afraid of something that's going to happen. It's afraid of the the effects of something down the road, which I kind of mentioned this last week. I don't know if it ended up in the episode or not, but about how I noticed a few years back that my biggest fear is fear. It's like I'm afraid of the fear I'm going to experience later. And so I try to avoid that altogether. And this is kind of the same thing, only we're talking, you know, on a larger scale, but it's pre-traumatic stress is just experiencing this thing that you think is going to be awful ahead of time and basically playing it out in your mind, spinning on it, living in it now before it's happened. And all that does, if we look at the model, you can, you can clearly see what that does. You just create this reality before it happens. It's just, it doesn't make any logical sense. But we do this to ourselves, our brains do this, and we just go along with it unless we're intentional about our thoughts. And a lot of people are talking about this concept now in relation to the the pandemic that's happening, if you're listening to this in in 2020. Um, Hopefully just in the spring. (laughs) Yeah, hopefully just the spring of 2020. Yeah. But a lot of people are doing this, and I think we both caught ourselves doing this at, at certain points where you don't have the virus none of your direct loved ones have the virus but you worry so much about for me it's worrying about my grandparents getting it and I play that out in my head ahead of time and it it serves no upside I mean of course I want to be careful of course I've been trying to coordinate their grocery deliveries from afar things like that it's like of course you want to be safe and you want to be healthy and you want to protect each other but worrying about it and going to the worst case scenario serves no good. Yeah. What I do is not so much about anybody getting it, but just how different the world is now. And my brain goes to, well, now this is how it will always be. It's never going to be back the way it was. It's never going to get better. And I know I do this pretty much just in general in my life. My brain wants to, anytime something changes, even if it's a slight change, 
if it's something sort of negative, my brain is like, well, this is reality forever now. It's always going to be like this. And it's just crazy because that's never true. Nothing lasts forever, good or bad. So it's just funny that our brains always, no matter how many times we've done it before and we've been proven wrong, our brains kind of forget that. And they're like, no, no, this is the thing that's going to last forever. It's going to be this bad or worse forever. And we have to worry about this forever. Yeah. We have to try to solve it, even though we don't really think we can, but. Right, right. (laughs) Even though it's impossible. Yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting. What our our lovely brains do. We've talked about layering pain in previous episodes, and this fits here with this concept as well, that um, you have your pre-pain, and that is what you're layering on top of the actual physical or emotional pain, but you know, if it's physical pain that you're dreading or that you know is going to come back at some point. And so then you're just creating all this emotional pain now. So that's actually what makes the physical pain itself seem unbearable when it finally comes around is because you've been rehearsing it. You've been building it up in your mind. You've been thinking about how bad it's going to be. So then when it's finally there, it's like you give your brain all this evidence that see, I knew this was going to happen. See, it's always going to come back. I'm broken and here's all my proof. But yeah, it's like you've been intensifying it and making it worse and beating yourself up. So you're already worn down from that. And then when the physical pain hits, you feel exhausted already. You're frustrated. You're, it's just so weird. Like if you hadn't done all of that and it had just been there, you would have maybe not felt as it's, it's almost like you think you're, you're preparing yourself, but really you're just exhausting yourself ahead of time. You're, you're tired by the time it gets there mentally and maybe physically as well. Right. You would have been more prepared to handle it if you hadn't been exhausting yourself. Yeah. Right. And then that's, that leads you to more of those beliefs about being the victim of your pain and being at the effect of it. When in reality, as we show with the model time and time again, and I, I'm lately getting really interested and involved in the circumstance line because I love that a circumstance is always neutral and that it's really, I've been thinking about this lately. It's really just anything you think that you're at the effect of. And as soon as you put it in the circumstance line of your model, you can just know and see, okay, I'm not at the effect of it because it's, it is a circumstance and you are never at the effect of it. So whatever it is, it's, once it goes there and you can see that it's neutral, you get this instant sort of relief from it. Would you say that the only thing that we're at the effect of is our thoughts? Okay. I had this whole conversation with myself about this yesterday (laughs) because I was imagining trying to teach this, this idea that I was having about how really anything can go in the circumstance because anything's neutral and I don't, I don't want to get onto that. But what I realized is you're not even at the effect of your thought. You have the choice to buy into them or not. I was thinking about this, like if you go to a a racetrack and there's the horses, you buy into this one that you think is going to win. And yes, at that point you are sort of at the effect of whether or not this horse wins, but first of all, you chose that horse. So you put all your investment into it. And even if it wins or loses, you still get to make that mean whatever you want. Like you're constantly yeah. making this choice. You are never actually even at the effect of what you've already been believing. Because I always lose at the horse track and it's always <laughs> so much fun. I always yeah. have the best time. Right. Oh, do you remember sports? <laughs> <laughs> what? 
What are sports? I don't know. When I saw that hockey game on yesterday, I was like, oh man, this is old and I don't like these teams, but I'm just like, I'm, I want it. I want well, to see it. <laughs> yeah, we're like craving it. Yeah. But Sarah and I are both big baseball fans, so it's, it's, we think we're at the effect of baseball. Yeah. Yeah. Every time I remember baseball and I remember how it's not happening or like what would be happening right now if it was happening, it's like, oh. Yeah, it's sad. But yeah, to go back to your, your your horse track example, that's so good because when we say that, you know, you're exhausting yourself with all these thoughts of pre-pain, you still get to choose that. So even if you have that, for example, if you have the thought when you wake up in the morning, this day is going to be so hard. I'm in so much pain. We're not saying that you're at the effect of that thought. You can choose in that moment whether to keep that thought or whether to let it go. And that feels scary because it feels like you might miss something. It feels like, no, I need to be prepared for this day. I need to be prepared for my pain. And like I was saying earlier, yeah, you want to do everything you can to be safe, but thinking and dreading your pain in advance isn't helping you. I like to think of the way that Byron Katie does it. So this would be question number two of the work. So when you have a thought that, okay, I'm going to be in pain today. The first question of the work is, is it true? And of course, always, if it's a thought you're believing, you can always be like, yes, of course it's true. Like you just automatically, you're like, I have all this evidence. It's happened before. Yes, it's true. But then when you get to question two, it's so subtle, the difference, but it's, can you absolutely know that it's true? And when you're really still and silent and just allow that question to just wash over you and you really think, can I absolutely know that I'm going to be in pain? Can I absolutely, 100%, like you have to just be like so, so certain to be able to answer this question, yes. And I mean, do it for yourself, but I've found... I think most people have found when they do this that you can't ever answer that question with a yes. It's always a no. Right. You, no matter what the thought is, if it's if it's something about the future, you cannot ever know absolutely that it's true. And can you explain why that that would be helpful in this situation because I feel like a lot of listeners are going to say, well my pain's going to come anyway. My chronic Yeah, but pain. but that's that's just another thought if you say, well, yeah, but my pain's going to come anyway. Okay, but right now, can you absolutely know that that's true? You can even if every day of the last month you had this pain. Nothing is always the same every day. Nothing is always going to happen. It's always changing. Everything's always fluid and flux. I'm I'm just giving for this one example, you know, no, you can't absolutely know because nothing in the future is known. The future is always up in the air. It's always yet to be determined. So nothing about what could happen. It's always a could. It's never a will. Absolutely. Right. You can go super crazy outlandish with this. Say we're talking about, will the sun rise tomorrow? Well, yeah, you have how many millions of years of evidence that it will, but Honestly, like if you're really, really thinking about all the possible, you know, we really just believe that it will. And so you don't get into it. You don't get worried about it. But if you really, really want to go there, there is always a chance that it won't. It's just that for how many millions of days before it has. So you just write that off as, yes, it's going to happen. But you don't really know that. Right. So any thought that you have, no matter how much evidence you have, you don't really know until it happens. So right. there's really no point in getting stuck in a spin about how it will happen when that doesn't 
prevent it. It doesn't ease it. Right. If you had told me any time in the last 11 years that there would be a day where I could get up off the floor without my, you know, without having to do my weird like roly poly thing or like run without my hip hurting or anything like that, I would not have believed you. I would have said, no, that's impossible. And the only way I was able to get there, and again, we're not saying that this is what eases your pain, but the only way I was able to get there was allow my brain to consider the possibility that it might not hurt if I do something. Yeah. And there's infinite possibilities of things to think and believe always. And your brain doesn't doesn't really like that because it's it's almost like it would rather have one thing that it's focusing on that it can just count on and look for evidence for because that's its job is to find evidence and just prove itself right. When you even approach it as oh there's a million ways to think about this more than a million there's infinite ways to think about this your brain doesn't like that it wants to just narrow in on one thing so it will always go to the thing that it's been doing the most often because it's easiest and it's quick and it can be like well i have all this evidence for it and so yes of course your brain is going to want to do that and what we want to offer and what we help coach people through is that when you just get to the point of being maybe a little bit open to there's more possibilities then suddenly more possibilities start showing up and you are you can build on those and you can find the next good thought or the next little bit better thought. And it just goes from there. It follows. Right. And you don't know what you don't know. You don't know what's on the other side of this until you try it. We're talking a lot about physical pain, but this works too with emotional pain. Like good way to kind of illustrate this that I think everybody can relate to is if you're in a a relationship, have you ever had somebody who you have the same argument with? Yes. And over and over again. Yes. Pretty much. Isn't that the thing, especially in romantic relationships? But I mean, I guess with everyone, but like, that's the thing is like every relationship has that one thing that like you're always, always spinning on. Even if they don't say the exact same thing, but your brain automatically wants to go back to, they always do this. They always, yes. You know, your brain always always and always, your brain always wants to say always. And it's just, it's never always really, but your brain right. it tells you it's always so yeah. yeah so if anything slightly resembles that argument then you get all tensed up and you try to protect yourself and you lash out and you end up getting defensive which creates right. offensive and then it's war so yeah right right so you just have the same war over and over again and we're just offering to you that are you doing this to yourself with your physical pain mm-hmm and we'd love to hear your thoughts. We'd love to invite you guys into a coaching session with us. We want to want to hear about your physical pain, your chronic physical pain, or your chronic illness. And yeah, we'd love to coach you through this. We'd love for you to consider a world where you still have your chronic illness, you still have your chronic pain, but you're not beating yourself up about it every day. Yeah, and you don't believe that you're at the effect of it. I It just hit me when you said that, that you still have your chronic pain or your chronic illness. That is really the goal. That's more of the immediate goal of coaching and really of any aspect of your life, whether it's pain or anything else that you are dealing with or going through. It's always first about accepting where you are and not trying to change it. And this whole thing about rehearsing pain is it's almost like you're you're anticipating it, but you're playing out how it's going to be and how you're going to respond to it. But you never do that in a positive way. You always do it in like a how can I resist it better? Or how can I be more tense or or defensive against it? Whereas what if you just anticipated or rehearsed accepting it? 
Oh, thanks. I want to cry. <laughs> it's such a powerful shift because you really are. You're you're imagining it either way. So why not imagine something positive? Yeah. Our brains want to give all the airtime to the negative and what could go wrong and how bad it could be, but give at least 50% of the airtime to how it could go right, how it could be okay and how you could enjoy whatever the situation is or, or be at peace at, at the very least. Right. Which is also interesting too, that I just said that to be at peace at the very least. If you were really at peace, it would not be the least. It would be amazing. I was listening to Abraham Hicks yesterday and they're talking about, we have all these things that we want. And so we try to get into alignment and get to being focused on on the possibility on what we want so that we can get what we want. And they were saying, it's so funny that, you know, you, you think, all right, I'll, I'll get happy if it'll get me what I want. But it's like, you only want what you want because you think you'll be happy when you get it. Why do we think that it's such a chore to get happy first before we get the thing? So just feel better. Just work on that. Yeah. We can have that now. Yeah. Yeah. And then all the things will follow. So. Right. And if this feels impossible, if this feels impossible to even imagine a different feeling than what you feel now, definitely reach out to us. We have all the tools to get you there and we'd love to to guide you through it. And the model always works. So that's another thing. If you've been trying the model and you're not getting it, it's not, it's not working for you in some way. Or if you think you, you can break the model, that's another thing. Yeah. People, people always think they can break the model, but you can't. So if you have a model that you think is proof that it doesn't help or doesn't work or that things don't work that way, let us know and we'll, we'll prove you wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Go to thepaincoaches.com. There's a little button that says work with us. And that's the the quickest way to get one-on-one help from us. Next week, we are going to be talking about what to do when your support system sucks. Thanks for listening. Yeah, we love you guys. And we'll see you next week. Woohoo! I'm Karen Lindy. And I'm Sarah Reed. And we are The Pain Coaches.